everybody, and welcome back into Talk Off. Oh. I was just dancing to the intro music, and I forgot that this video goes on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, enjoy that little dance at the beginning. <clears throat> it was lovely. No, it was. It was. We lovely. are back. We are back after a week hiatus. I'm sorry. I was on vacation. It's good to be back. I missed you guys. I missed podcasting. I missed talking about baseball. Here we are. We're back. Though. It was Chris, also like a really. It was a really slow baseball week so we didn't really miss that much no we didn't miss much but you know we came I, I back like to get just in time to see the new bag we came back to see those big pizza boxes as alex Cora says so today's topic does size matter i'm gonna say yes i think it does yeah as a man i will say yes okay my my computer sounds like it's about to take off into space right now oh that's the best i love when that happens You'd think they would be able to stop that with all the all the technology we got now. You think? Wait, like, computer maybe guy my laptop Jake, is that is that is that, like that just like that's just a fan, right? It's just cooling everything down. Yep, you could you could get a liquid PC, but uh, whoa, is really it like a waterbed? I think they use is mineral it? oil to cool down like all the components of the PC. Is it like a waterbed? I mean, it's a fair question. I guess. I mean, we should it's invent the in new it. laptop. I don't think you can invent a new, like, how, how much well, further laptop it. can a laptop get? Mm, it can be, it can always be smaller. I guess, but we just said size matters. Don't you think it's hilarious how every, like, I feel like the world tries to make huge things as small as possible and small things as big as possible. I feel like for technology, like the big thing was like how small and thin and now it's like how like big can we How go? big, yeah, but it's still thin big and thin like all right all right here's a, here's a question for you do you think like like how big of a tv is too big of a tv i was actually having this conversation with someone the other day because like i think a 65 inch tv is like the perfect size but i think as soon as you go like 70 it could probably just be like like too much in your face you know what i mean well i think it i think it all depends on where we are where are we, all right, are that, we in that's the bedroom fair. That's living fair. room well i mean it, it depends on the size of the room but like I don't know. If it's for multiple multiple people's enjoyment, I would say 65-70 is like you're good. Like that's nice. Right. But I think even for like like your own personal enjoyment. Like if like if you had your own place, like you'd probably want a like a nice 60-inch TV in there. Yeah, but you're not going to put a 60-inch TV in your bedroom. No, 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 no. Like a bedroom is like a good like 40. No, yeah. 35. I have I think I have 40. All right, then probably like 40 is a good size. So I feel like a 40 is like a good like dorm room size. So like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone, is this, a, this is this, this is a great conversation we're having right now. I am I'm I'm very much enjoying it. Love talking about TV. So so Zach, Zach came back from vacation uh and he went over to Colorado where producer Jake is. And I didn't even see him. How sad is that? That's so sad. You know, Colorado's kind of a big state. Yeah, this Colorado Mountains is brutal. It was, you know, it's the it's the absolute worst when you're flying somewhere and you get there, you get off your flight, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, finally we're here!" And then you're like, well, "Got to drive two hours to where I fuck I'm staying." That's the worst. Like, I just want the plane to land in the backyard of where I'm staying and me get off the plane and get in a house. I hate. That's the worst part about flying. 
and I I can't stand it. Do you like are you like are you like one of those people like I am where it's like you feel like the minute you get off a plane you're like I need a shower. Yes, planes planes just they're gross, dude. They're nasty. They're recycled you just got people, air. People in there just breathing. You got nasty breath. Who's got bo? Who's took a shit in the bathroom? Everybody knows you're not supposed to oh, do that. Oh, I can't Come poop on. on planes. I can't poop on planes. I'm, you're not the only one. Trust me. Me neither. Although and you shouldn't. There was one time I farted really bad on a plane. It felt so bad. You're that guy. Well, I had to. I mean, it was like an eight-hour flight, dude. Like, what am I gonna do? Go to the bathroom and fart, like a like a gentleman. No, because then because then at that rate, everyone's gonna like smell it as I'm walking out and be like, that guy, like that guy, that guy smells. That guy. But then, just farted. but then, like if I do it, like at my seat, people are gonna be like, who just farted? Then I'm like, yeah, yo, facts. Who just farted? That's true. That's true. You can always cover it up when. That's the good thing about a plane. There's just so many people that nobody can really point it to you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I just hit my pen on the plane, and I'm like, I don't know who that was. <laughs> who was that? Whoa, wait. Who was that? Was me? <laughs> Can't pick, pinpoint that on me. That's right. Remember when you were able to smoke on planes? I wish I was alive for that. Like people just would just get on a plane, just light a cigarette. Well, I mean, there was like, there's a reason why a you can't do that anymore. Okay, but you could have then, and it was sick. I'm not saying that you should, and I'm not saying that it's not good that they changed it. I'm just saying it would be sick if you just got on an airplane in 2023 and just lit a cigarette. I think they need to change the airplane game again. Like, I don't know what I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be here and throw out an invention for everyone, but they need like, like air travel has become way too standardized. There needs to be like an airline that comes out and excites me or something like, remember how like cool it was where it was like, yo, you're, you're, you're going to go, you're going on a flight that has TVs on it. Remember like when you were younger and you had that. Yeah. Experience? Like that was sick. That was sick. Like, that was cool. And then if now you, it's, it's standard. Now it's like, if they don't have it, you're pissed. Yeah. I took a Delta flight this summer and it didn't have, uh, it didn't have uh TVs on it and I was pissed. Yeah. I would be too. Which is like because if you're not if you're not prepared, it's just time you're not getting back. You're just sitting there. Oh, I, you know what? I have it. I have I have a small tweak that they need to make. They need to make those TVs Bluetooth accessible because I don't have wired that is, headphones. That is probably the easiest th- the thing that they could do. That's probably so easy that they just don't do because everyone has Bluetooth headphones. Well, now. you know Nobody why has they're those. doing that, and right? even if you. Even if you have wired headphones, you don't have like the headphone jack. Anymore. You know why Nobody they're definitely that. doing that, right? So they can sell headphones. Yeah, so they could sell headphones. Yeah, but it's a genius if they make move. them Bluetooth, well, I think it'd be more genius to make them Bluetooth because then you can charge even more for the headphones. I also think I also think uh, like fast food brands need to start like striking deals with airlines to like start giving out food on planes or selling. That's food a on good planes. idea. That's a good idea. Like, imagine how sick Look it would be. Like, like, you know how, like, JetBlue is, like, I'm pretty sure they have, like, Dunkin' Donuts deals, so they, they hand out, like, Dunk's Coffee, which we've already went over on here, is, like, basically um, a laxative. But yep, I almost I almost forgot. I was struggling there for a second. It's okay. They need, like, imagine how cool it would be if you could just get a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Or uh, I would a McDonald's cheeseburger, or I would. I, I mean, I, I don't really know what other 
fast food chains would be like easily accessible at 30,000 feet. No. Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. That would be amazing. It'd be really cool. Planes are planes are still like my least favorite way to travel though. I hate it. It's definitely not the most ideal way, but it's probably better like would you rather take a a bus to Colorado? That's ass. Yeah, I guess I would rather take a plane than a bus, but I would rather drive. Yeah, because driving, drive dr- driving, driving is uh, there's memories associated with road trips. Well, also, and I just I like being in charge of my own fate. If I want to, like that is so I, true. That's so. I, if I want to stop the plane, I can't just stop the plane. But if I want to, if I'm driving, I just stop my car. And I'm no, like, yeah, I'm, plus I'm like a break. Plus, like the 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 day of your departure. You pretty much have to. You're abiding by the time slot that your that your flight is. Like if you're if you're driving, exactly. you could just wake up and go. Exactly. I don't have to be early. I don't have to be late. Like it, there's nothing. It would just be get up and go whenever I want. Plus, it, it also but sucks that flying, like the, you don't have that. It sucks that the airport and like flying in general is is an all day affair. Like no matter it, is, it always is. No matter if your flight is like two hours or six hours, it's an all day affair. Especially with time difference. I left Colorado. We left I left my house in the house in Colorado at ten AM mm-hmm. and I got to my house in Connecticut at ten PM. Wow. And it was a and it was a four hour flight. Are all those rumors about the Denver airport true? I didn't see any any funny business. Jake? It's underground. They're all hundred percent true, yeah. It's what the Matrix bodies underground. The Matrix wants you to believe that it's a regular airport. Exactly. Well, they're doing a pretty damn good job of it. Uh, Zach, Super Bowl, good game, bad, n- not bad call at the end, but uh, like let's let's like, let's like, change like, the first sentence because it was a great game. No, okay. that was a great, it was a game. phenomenal game. But it was like that was an awesome all game. that build up just for that. It was like, eh. I do understand. I. I get what everybody's complaint is about the holding call at the end. It was holding. You don't throw the flag there, though. You don't throw the flag. I don't care if it – like, obviously it was holding. But there's – like we've talked about before, there's holding on every NFL play. Every play there's holding. So, I mean, I don't think you throw the flag there with a minute left in the Super Bowl in a tie game. But they do. I would have, you know, it would have been way more exciting if they kicked the field goal, the Eagles get the ball back – probably like minute 15 minute 20 with one timeout that would be really exciting yeah but even even with that like you take that call out and that game is phenomenal even with the call the game was phenomenal it was it was an awesome awesome game Jalen Hurts played amazing I still hate Patrick Mahomes even though he won me money but I'm sorry Jake I couldn't bet on the Eagles I had to bet against them yeah I I just want to bring up one point real quick sorry dogs to cut you off no go ahead we want to hear the Eagles fan perspective. Jalen Hurts should have won Super Bowl MVP. I was literally about to say that. I know. He there was, was no the one on the on Chiefs. Yeah, there was no one on the Chiefs that deserved the MVP. Definitely not Mahomes with 175 yards. Yeah, Mahomes had about, I think it was 182 he ended with and he three had, touchdowns. Yep. But the two touchdowns. Three my touch- grandma could have th- thrown those three, two touchdowns. Three touchdowns for Mahomes. Yeah, I, besides the one to Kelsey, the two other ones, the one to Sky Moore and the one to Kadarius Tony, both wide open. They completely fooled the Eagles. That was terrible. The first time, okay, let it happen. The second, you can't let that happen twice. They ran the exact same play. They just flipped it. 
You know what's a little stupid? That was that was ugly. Is is World Series MVP a partial fan vote? Do you do you know Zach? No, it's not. So why is uh why why is Super Bowl MVP partial fan vote? I didn't know it was. Honestly. Yeah, it is. I found I it out Sunday. I hate that. I hate the whole fan voting for everything. I think because fan, fans are stupid. Well, the they don't only, know anything. They're going to vote for their favorite player no matter what. Well, the, the, the only thing that I think fans should have like a – I don't think they should have a full vote, but I think partial vote is like all-star game. It shouldn't be a full vote, but it should be partial. It should be 50-50. Yeah, it definitely shouldn't – it should not be a full vote. No, if you're going to no. give them a vote, give them like partial vote, but like it should not be a full vote. It's, it's what they do in the NBA all the time. That's why – LeBron James is in the fucking All-Star game every year, and people who literally don't play the entire season get voted into the All-Star game. It's stupid. Uh, it's like last year, Kyrie or whatever didn't play a game, All-Star yeah. game. How is that possible? Jake, who is, the, uh, who is the guy in the NHL that got voted in as captain from the AHL? Oh, shoot. It's, all, it's on the tip of my tongue. I, I got to Google Gary, it. Gary, yeah, do some research. But th- there, was, there was a guy who... Uh, got voted as NHL uh, team captain in the All Star game. He didn't even play in the league. He played in the he played in the minors. Exactly. It just this became like saying. a meme. So it became stupid. a meme for the fans to be like, yeah. Let's vote him in. Fans can do whatever they want when they have a vote. They can just they can do whatever they want. If all the fans come together and say they want Christoph Porzingis in the All Star game this year, they can do well, it. Zach, when, when was it? It was like 2015 or 2016 when the oh it was 2016 when the entire um. When the entire National League infield for the All Star Game at one point was all Cubs players, do you yes, remember this? It was all Cubs. Yeah, yeah. It was it was Bryant, Rizzo, uh, Russell, and Zobrist. And, and Zobrist. But I think Zobrist came off the bench. Still, though, I mean, that's you think. But still, like, it was. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's 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 so stupid. Oh, John Scott, Jake. John. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, John Scott. John Scott. I don't really know anything about John Scott, but. I know, I know. He was an NHL All Star captain. I was gonna say, you know, you know one thing about John Scott. <laughs> I know one thing about him. But oh, I, I totally agree with you. Jalen Hurts played the better game, and I don't know what they put in Patrick Mahomes' uh, leg or ankle, but that dude looked like a different player in the second half. He went from limping he, he, to putting a lot yeah. of weight on that foot. Yeah, but you see him after the game walking normally. That that that's when it killed me. I was like, is he was he milking it? Was he? Eh, I guess. We'll I think know. most likely, most likely, it hurt really bad in the moment. It was one of those probably just like when you tweak your ankle so bad and you're just like, oh, like right away, yeah. and then it like kind of fades. And plus all the drugs that they probably gave him, all the tape that they probably wrapped his ankle with, and he went, he won that fucking game for them. And no offense, Jake, but. That Eagles defense lost that game for you. Yeah, like, I mean that was a, like that was the whole identity you can't, of the team. The whole identity of the team was get to the quarterback. We're we are going to pressure the quarterback, and I think Mahomes looked comfortable the entire game. The entire game, they didn't touch him. They didn't even sneeze on him. It wasn't even close. And if they put pressure on Mahomes, they probably win that game. But they didn't. So the better offensive team won. I have an interesting stat, actually. Um, there was one sack the entire game, and it wasn't even – Jalen Hurts ran out of bounds a yard short of the line of scrimmage. It was the only oh, wow. sack of the game. So, I mean, I think the, the field probably affected both D-lines. I can't really get a good jump, um, but that hurts us more because we have a dominant D-line. So, you're right. 
Yep. It's a tough way to go out, but fuck the Eagles. Before we and fuck the Chiefs. Before we move into into baseball talk, Jake, do you do you have any parting words for your frustration on the game or do you want to leave it as is? All I got to say is I I love Jalen Hurts and uh, I'm happy he's coming back. That's fair enough. That's fair enough cuz you guys are going to lose quite a few guys. So having Jalen Hurts stay and be your franchise quarterback is going to be very much needed. I'm a Hurts fan. I don't like Hurts too. You kind of have to be. I have He's got a great him. story too with Tua like taking his spa and the transfers and just and then he was supposed to like nobody thought he was going to be good in the NFL to be, be completely He should honest. he should I have didn't. a ring. He should have a ring. But I don't want to be that guy. You can be that guy. It's okay. So Zach, we missed some uh, some baseball news over the past week. Not major news. Excuse me. Ooh. You okay? No, I just had like a burp. I had water go down the, the wrong pipe for a second there. Isn't it funny how people say the wrong pipe when you really only have one pipe? Yeah, I was I was actually thinking about that as soon as I said it. I was like, do I have more than one pipe? No, but it's just like a saying. Everybody says that. Even I, like I say it. But you really only have one. Yeah, you really do. It's crazy. It is weird. So, so, but yeah. So, so a few things that we that we missed. Do you want to give? Do you want to run through a list quick, or do you want to rattle Let's off run some through. names and and we'll yeah, start I'll... talking about? Yeah, I mean, why don't why don't we start? Let's let's start with today's. So today's we saw Michael Walker go to the Padres. Yeah, Michael. The contract very, was very random. Met. Yeah, the the contract was not released, but I gotta say, I kind of like it because we've taught we and you and I have I have been you know probably the biggest one saying that I'm scared about the Padres starting rotation and that's what I was scared about them for the regular season when we did our division winners. That's why I was scared to pick the Padres as the division winners for the for the NL West. Because of that starting rotation, because of their fourth and fifth guys in their rotation that were just no good, like yeah. Nick Martinez, like that's no good. You get Michael Waka to be your fourth starter. That's a good fourth starter to have. I'm not going to lie. As a Red Sox fan, watching the like the career year that the guy had yeah, last year gonna, at 36, I was going to say, like, does this does this kind of like piss you off seeing him leave? Because I mean, this is he's a did you guys have any? talks with him in the offseason was there any like thought that hey maybe Waka is going to stay in Boston because he 11 11 and 2 last year with a 3-3 ERA I mean and the team was in the bottom half of the division the entire season so that's a pretty damn good record for a guy who I mean it's crazy to say Michael Walk is a veteran at 30 years old but this is his that was his 10th year in the majors Yes, it was, sir. Which is crazy. He's not 30 years old. No way. He's 30 years old. Last year was his age 30 season. His birthday is July 1st, 1991. He's 31 years old right now. What the hell? I thought he was like 36. No, dude. That's what I'm saying. He he came into the league in 2013 with the Cardinals at 21 years old. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, the guy pitched so he pitched so well last year for the Red Sox, and he honestly kept us afloat for a little while when everybody was going down with injuries. I think the Padres got they got a good guy here. They they needed to spend money on a pitcher. To be completely honest, they needed to. Well, this they is going to be a good money on a pitcher. This is going to be a good transition into the U Darvish uh, talks here. But 
like this is this is a very good anchor for the rotation because their rotation besides like it, their rotation was very very solid in the playoffs very very solid in the playoffs but in in like in the 2021 season and the 2020 season like there wasn't really one guy you could point at who was really going to step up and be the guy for them i think Darvish is obviously their they've signed him to be their guy but when 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 shit hits the fan with with certain guys and they go down or they're not performing as well you really need depth in there to have people step in and take the reins for a little while and Waka seems to be one of those guys who can do that he does and and I really think this this deal solidifies that the Padres are sick and tired of coming second in the NL West. I mean, we've they said this are, before. Yeah, it's they, like, yeah, they are sick and tired of it. I think this really solidifies it that they got that fourth starter that they can they can match, they can easily match the Dodgers' depth now, and having that pitching depth in the regular season is just going to propel them so far forward. We've talked about how we think the Dodgers are going to struggle a little bit more this this year than they have in the past years. So this is the year for the Padres. I love the move. I love the signing. It's really good for the Padres to have that fourth starter in their rotation to be the the anchor for that rotation and like the glue that keeps it all together. I love it. Yeah, Musgrove Musgrove has been very solid. He's been around a three ERA since the since the pandemic. But like the the real question mark in this rotation is Blake Snell because you see flashes of him being very good. And then you also can see him throw up uh, a four-two ERA. So it's it, it's it, and and like for for a back end of the rotation guy, a middle rotation guy, that's very that's a very productive season. You, you kind of know what you're going to get out of him. But for a guy like Snell, who's won a Cy Young, and you kind of have, he kind of will always in the back of our minds have that expectation to to be that dominant pitcher again. It's 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 I don't know. It's like. It it kind of makes him seem worse than he is, if that makes any sense. Because you still have this I, image of him being a, a stud out there. I know what you mean. You 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 look at Blake Snell and and you really you think about the Tampa Bay days when he was going out there and he was one of the most dominant lefties in the game. Yeah, he's he's not that anymore. He's he's still a very good left left handed pitcher, but he's not the dominant lefty that he was on the Tampa Bay Rays on the Padres. We have yet to see that, but you know that the potential is there. You know that he can do it. So in your mind, like you think, oh, Blake Snell, dominant lefty. But he's just not that anymore. He's he's changed a little bit. I mean, he's getting older. It it, it happens, obviously. I just, I, I love this Waka signing. I, I really just think that having that fourth starting pitcher that, you know, isn't a huge question mark is very important. I mean, Michael Walker, let, let, let's not get let's not get it twisted. I mean, he he was the ace for the Boston Red Sox last year. Obviously, yeah, they were a yeah. bad they were a bad team, but he was the number one pitcher be, because of Chris Sale being hurt. He was the number one p- pitcher on the Boston Red Sox last year. For him to slide in as your four, that's phenomenal. So, Zach, let's let's stay on the topic here of the Padres rotation. Give me the give me the Darvish uh, years. It was six years. Six years, $108 million okay. for you, Darvish. He's going to get paid to his age 42 season. 
I'm going to throw a stat out for you here, Zach. Let me hear it. Lowest batting average allowed with two with a two strike count. This they they started they started uh, keeping this stat in 1988, and you need to have at least 80 plus starts to qualify for this stat. Nolan Ryan, 130 average for hitters in a two in an, in an O2 count, or I, I don't know if it's O2. I'm sorry, with two strike with a two strike count. Right next to him, you Darvish, 132. Wow. So essentially, if you get the two strikes with Darvish, it's over. So I'm assuming that's where that thought process takes over, where they're saying, hey, this guy statistically is at the top of the game all time with a two-strike count. If he's doing it now, he could probably do it for the next three seasons, four seasons. I think it's I like the signing by the by the Padres. I just don't love long contracts for pitchers because I don't think they pan out in the end. Yeah, so so I'm kind of with you there. I I do like obviously I like Darvish and I and I have for a long time, but you have to remember this guy's going into his eleventh season in the majors. He is going to into his age thirty six season. The guy is getting up there in age, and he's a starting pitcher. Yeah, I don't know. Like I personally, for a starting pitcher of a U Darvish caliber, I don't like a six year deal at thirty six years old. I don't like a six year deal. I think it's just too many years for a little too much money. That being said. I understand what the Padres are doing. I understand why they had to do it. And I do think this this probably means that Musgrove is not going to stay stick around very long. Yeah. Uh, but I just I, I just it, I'm having a hard time agreeing with a six year deal so, for a thirty six year old pitcher. So when is when is Musgrove's contract up? Uh, I thought it was at the end of this year, but I, I could very I could very much be wrong. Let me let me do some let me let me do a quick uh, let me do a quick uh, Google search here. A quick Google search. Uh, spot. Let's see. I'm wrong. I'm very much wrong. He's going to be a free agent in oh, 2028. Yeah. Okay. So they did lock him up. I just don't understand. We've we've always we've talked about this in the past. Where's all this money coming from from San Diego? And I'm sure, and I'm sure a lot of that, all that money being thrown around in negotiations this year, definitely played into Darvish's hand so well. Absolutely, he was probably it, saying, it, it "Hey, absolutely hey, you're going to throw 400 at Trey. You're going to throw damn close to five to Judge. Where's my at least a hundred? So, so the Padres, Zach, rotation definitely looks like it's it's going to be stacking up fairly solid with the Dodgers now in the NL West, and i i like their I like their depth now. I, I mean, I definitely think Waka is a a very good anchor in that back end of that rotation now. Yeah, the Padres are are taking more of the route of just having good pitchers they have four good pitchers they don't have that they don't have the one you know max scherzer and the one you know the one garrett cole they don't have that maybe you could call joe musgrove that on a good day 
but they have four very solid pitchers to round out their rotation. And I think they are with this addition, like this is how much I, I love this addition with this addition. I really think they're, they're the team to beat because they were missing that fourth starter. That's what they needed. And they got it. They locked up Darvish too. And the Padres are just, they're ready to make a run. And it's, it, it's so fun to watch, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, look at the Padres kicked our ass in the wild card, but like, I, I think the Padres are a fun team to watch overall. More importantly, Zach, you're talking about four guys at the top of the rotation who over the past three years have made at least 25 starts each. So, I mean, not, not a lot of guys being injured. I mean, I know Bueller's coming off Tommy John. Is he, is he going to be ready for opening day? I mean, that's, the, no. that, that's a huge question mark. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's going to be, it's, it'll be really interesting. I think honestly, if we're, if we're being honest here, the between the National League West and the NL East, they, they might have two of the mo- more interesting uh, division races at the top of the division between the Mets and the Braves and the uh, Dodgers and the Padres. So it, it's going to be yeah. really interesting to watch that unfold. Absolutely. So who do we want to move on Moving to on. next? Moving on to another signing, and this is one that I actually like, and that's the Houston Astros locking up Christian Javier. Yeah. Five years, sixty-four million. The Astros are going to be good, dude. They're going to be good for another couple years. It's almost, Christian Javier it, got money. It's almost like they they didn't really they didn't really get worse by losing JV. It's like, dude, one thing after another. Like, holy shit! Like this team it's just this, pumps out talent. It's what we talk about with all these like crazy good teams. Depth. They have crazy depth the Astros the Astros rotation has more depth than anyone in the entire league you got Framber Javier you got McCullers you got Hunter Brown coming up you got Luis Garcia Urquidy can make starts they are so loaded in their rotation that losing JV didn't matter and this is what I talked about when we first started this podcast and we talked about how the Mets signed Justin Verlander the Astros are not going to skip a beat no man. Yes, they're, you, they're, you. They're really not because I mean, at this rate, it's probably we should probably start asking the question not if Javier wins a Cy Young, but when. Same thing with Valdez. Yep. It, it's it's getting to the point now where you expect these guys to just. That's why I'm expecting Hunter Brown to come up and be so good, just because of how I've seen the Astros develop these pitchers that I've never heard of. If they can do that, if they can develop Christian Javier to a guy who's making $64 million over five years, and they can develop Framber Valdez to a, a perennial Cy Young candidate every single year, why can't they do the same thing with someone with as much talent as Hunter Brown? That's why I love the Astros. We've talked about their development. It's it's incredible the way they develop players, especially pitchers. And I'm excited to see Javier for the next five years. He's going to be that probably number three in that rotation and that rotation is going to be one of the best in the, in the, in the league this year. Who was that Astros for years to come? Who was that Astros player who they picked in the, the first round who was supposed to be like the next best great pitcher and just never panned out. He recently just made his major league debut with the Phillies. Um, Oh God! What's his name? Um, 
Oh, uh, Mark Appel. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the top pick in 2013. He was supposed to be like the the next thing for for, for the for the Astros. Besides that, it almost seems like the Astros since like the failed Mark Appel's experiment, it's almost like the Astros they haven't missed. They haven't they like they didn't turn back after that. It's absolutely insane, dude. But it, great, it's incredible to watch. Great, great, great signing by the Astros, locking up young talent. We always like that. It's honestly following the mold that Atlanta kind of started with where it seems like their talent is going to be there forever. But the Astros, man, keep they keep they keep improving every day and, 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 and they don't even have to look outside of their own system to do that. They are they're just incredible. And we expect them to be there again next year. It, it, they're going to be there until, you know, this wave of talent that they have in their system leaves, they're going to be there every single year. And it's not even, it's, it's just, it's silly to think that they won't. Yep. I agree. One more signing that we missed in our week vacation, Bo Bichette, three years, 33.6 million. The, the contract structure is a little bit weird. He gets paid Two million, I think, in his first year and sixteen in the third year. Chris, what I, I want to hear what you think about this deal. What do you think about this deal for Toronto, and what do you think about it for Bo? We, we talked. We talked a little bit about this pre-show where we were saying, it, like, it, it almost seems as as if they're kind of banking on getting themselves to, to that year where he gets uh, when he hits the open market as an unrestricted free agent. It, it's just, it's, it's really, I, I don't know, man. It's. This is a weird signing for me because it's it's almost like trying to like put your eggs in one basket and just assuming the fact that his arbitration year in 2026 will be $18 million, which I don't think he'll probably end up being an $18 million AAV player. I think he's a very good, very good player. But I don't know, man. It's just like I feel like if I were the Blue Jays and I understand like – Longer term contracts really leave a bad taste in people's mouths. But like, you could get this guy on a seven or eight year deal for like maybe eighty million dollars. Like, why why not do an eight year eighty million dollar contract and just I don't know, roll the dice, roll the dice. Don't don't flirt around with these three year deals because at the end of the day, if this guy ends up becoming a perennial MVP talent, well now you got to go pay him. You're gonna, you're gonna. How are you gonna play? How are you gonna pay Vladdy and Bo? It's gonna be very hard to do that. It's gonna be extremely hard to do that, and and I kind of agree with you with the why so little years. Why not give him a chance at uh, you know something like you said eight for eighty or you know even like seven for seventy, some something like that. You know, 10, 10 to twelve AAV. The guy has proven that he can play in this league. All right, I think he has. I think I misspoke earlier when I was saying like they're not. I shouldn't have said they're putting all their eggs in one basket because that doesn't make any sense. You should put your eggs in, in 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 one basket right now, like Atlanta did. Lock that talent up now. Bank on the fact that, is, that these that these guys are going to turn out to be your future in the next eight to ten years. That's exactly the point that I was going to make. 
why not take the Atlanta route? Atlanta has proven that it, well, obviously we don't, we're not going to know if it's really going to work but, 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 to, for another like six years, but, but it's looking like it's working so far. And why not take a chance? And if you're going to take a chance, take a chance on a guy like Boba Yep. Why not? I don't understand this three year deal. It's, it's, it's almost going backwards in time. This is what they used to do. The three year deal is going to take him to free agency, but why would you even bother doing that? Lock this guy up. This could be your everyday shortstop for the next 10 to 15 years if you're lucky. But no, you sign him to a three-year deal. It just doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, this is a guy who last season had 189 hits. The season before, 191 hits. I mean, he's bat 290 last year, 298 in 2021, 300 in 2020, 311 in 2019. This guy can hit at the major league level. So obviously, yeah, the glove, the glove is a little bit of an issue. And, and, and I get that his glove is just, it didn't quite come along as the hitting did, but I don't understand why a guy like Bo Bichette, who clearly has proven that he can play in this league on an everyday basis and be an all-star caliber shortstop. Why does he not deserve a six to eight year deal? I just think it's interesting, and 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 if you if I'm I'm trying to think from like an agent's perspective here, how they would view this signing. To be honest with you, like if if I'm if I'm if I'm representing Bo Bichette, I'm kind of viewing this contract as a slap in the face a little bit because it doesn't really make it all that certain that Toronto really figures him into their future plans. I, if it, it, this contract to me means that Toronto has no faith in Bichette. Honestly, it, it it almost says like here's here's three more years guaranteed to keep you happy because let, let, let's face it, Zach, in in the age of where now it's become so so high valued for teams to lock up their young talent early, this almost like this almost seems like a like a metaphorical ten day contract for him, where it's like here's three years. We don't have to. We're not going to go to arbitration. We're not going to have to go through that headache every every off season. Here's your money for the next three years. You hit free agency when you're supposed to hit free agency, and at that point, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about a contract. I, yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's almost like he has three years. Yeah, he has three years to prove it. It's it's like they're saying it's like it's a contract year for him for the next three years, and I just don't. I, I just don't really understand from a Toronto side, like why only three years, dude, give this guy a chance. Now you're giving him a chance in three years to walk away. If he wants to yeah. go get more money in three years, see you later. I don't, I, if you lock him up, you don't even give him that option. You're you're just taking him to the end of arbitration. So even if the deal didn't get signed, he still would be a free agent then. So I I don't know. I just have a hard time seeing this contract and thinking that Toronto has faith in Bichette or that Bichette is gonna play better. I think he'll honestly play worse. I I don't I don't I can see a contract like this affecting a guy's game, you know, a team that has no confidence clearly in their shortstop. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is a guy who just—I don't know. I, I I like Bichette. I think he's I think he's a very good player. I, again, the glove is an issue. It's a little bit of an issue. Yeah, I but, mean, but like, 
there's, there's I, I don't think it's a big enough out. issue for yeah I don't think it's a big enough issue to warrant a three-year deal no to the end of arbitration no but but we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens I mean I, I don't think I don't think Blue Jays fans should be really too concerned about Bichette's future with the team I mean he just he, he kind of seems like a guy who's just going to be a Blue Jay for life to be honest with you but like I thought Bryce Harper was going to be a national for, for life so it's like you never, you, you can never be too certain. I thought Freddie Freeman was going to be a brave for life. So it's like you can, in this day and age, you have no idea where the hell anyone's going to go. You don't. You really don't. And I, that, that's just my, like if I'm a Toronto fan, I'm a little afraid because in three years he has the opportunity to say, see you guys fucking later. You disrespected me last contract. I'm not going to let you do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Damn straight, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, should we move into a little, so I wanted to, I wanted to, to bring this up, but I think we should leave, leave a lot of this talk for, I know we did a little bit of like new rules, uh, the other day. Is that or like, a, like what, like a month ago? I shouldn't say the other day. I always say the, I was always a, it was, say the it was other a day ago. for everything. So um, do I. I usually say last week actually. Um, but I think, I think we should, I think we should really dive deeper into everything on Thursday, because I we talked about this pre-show where uh, the Major League Baseball is going to really crack down on box for the next year because there's there's a they're implementing a, a pitch clock, which is I don't have the specifics in front of me, but I know it's like twenty seconds without a runner on thirty, or maybe it's like fifteen with without a runner on twenty with a runner on, and thirty seconds with multiple runners on, something along those lines. But just a quick reaction to that. I think I think I think the fact that they're enforcing box to a more strict extent, I don't think that's bad for the game, but I'm not really a fan of this whole pitch clock shit, dude. I don't want to feel either. rushed we, out yeah, there. Dude, we had to like when we talked when we had that episode about the new rules, we talked about it and we were on the same page that the pitch clock is gonna be it's just going to rush people too much, and it's going to screw. I think it's going to screw a lot of players up. I have it right here. It's 15 seconds with the bases empty and 20 with runners on. Mm-hmm. That's just not enough time. It's it's just not. It, I just think it's going to screw up a lot of pitchers. It's going to screw a lot of screw up a lot of hitters. Just people are just not going to get in the same rhythm that they were in last year. And I think it's you're. I think they're going to have to practice actually a lot this upcoming spring training to get that timing in their head when to get in the box or when to start their ro- not rotation, when to start their motion for pitchers. I think they're really going to have to get that timing down in spring training. And that's something that a lot of people are in the league are going to have to work on. There's going to be a lot of guys who are tossed because of this. I can already, I'm already thinking about that. There's going to be Agreed. a lot of guys it's, who are going to be pissed off about this. And at least in the first, uh, the first season. It's it's definitely going to be interesting to see how everyone adjusts the first season. And there's going there's going to be changes, and I, and I, I'm excited for the changes because you know it it means that they actually care about the game and they want to make it better. But I am a little skeptical about the changes they are making. But I, we'll see this season. We'll see. And guess what? The season's coming, baby. The season's it's coming. Spring training. I spring think- has. I opened my phone today, and MLB posted spring has sprung. And I was the happiest man in the world. It's officially baseball season. Post Super Bowl is is baseball season. Actually, yep. 
it's a little college basketball season right now, but after March, well, like after, after March, after Madness, March it's, yeah, it's, it's baseball season. Yeah, but well, of course, I mean it, it, it's essentially baseball season. But like it's until I get to regular season games, it's it's partially college basketball season. Yeah, but I get it. but let's get to the let, let let's let, let's let's cut to the chase here with with the whole bullshit with with the with the pitch clock and whatnot. I I'm I'm really interested to see. I think we're eleven day. I think we're eleven or ten days out for the first time. We're gonna see a band shift, pitch clock, larger bases. Zach, what else am I missing out here? I think that's it. Is Chris. that it? Okay. Yeah. So we're 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 ten days out from seeing that for the first time ever. I'm 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 so interested to see what happens. I'm so honestly. interested to see what happens, and I think they're not. Oh, and actually, what, what's really cool news today is if you buy the MLB package, the uh, TV package, which is stupid, they still don't have uh, the blackout games. You still can't watch your own team on that, which is stupid. But you get the whole minor league package with that now too. I saw that. So I that's saw that. That, that's pretty sick. But it we'll, is. We'll be able to see uh, Robo Umps and AAA. It's going to be an interesting year. I this can't is going to, to be a, a make it. This is kind of like a like low key, like a make it break it year for the MLB in general. It's like a lot of these rules, they're either going to come in and people are going to be like, get this shit out of here now, or people are going to love it. What's the closest I think, AAA team to us? The Hartford Yard Goats. Are they triple or double A though? Mm, they might be double. They might double. be double. I want to. I don't know. I want to go see a minor league game this year because I want to see Robo Umps in person, and I want to see. Will. I want. I want to see uh, hitters challenge pitches because that's mm-hmm. a thing in the minor leagues. Yeah, I mean, we we could take a trip up to Worcester. We could take a trip up to Worcester. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind it at all. I'd I'd love to go see. You know, the Woo Sox. The the good old Woo Sox. The Woo Sox are sick. Um, there was actually one other signing that I wanted to talk about, okay. and it, it, it's so small and so like unnecessary, but I just want to bring it up. The Cubs signed Michael Fulmer to a minor league contract. Wow, Michael Fulmer, the former the rookie of the year, former Met, the former guy traded the, for the tr- the former. Okay, oh, I was going to give it up. Do you know who Michael Fulmer was traded for? This no Cespedes. He was a prospect with the Mets. Yeah, Michael Fulmer was the main piece in the Cespedes trade. Oh, I actually did know that. Yeah. I did know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I actually. Well, no, that's not even. That's not. That's not my favorite one. Do you know what my favorite one is? What? Um, R. A. Dickey for Noah Syndergaard and Travis Darno. Yeah, that's a great trade. That was a great trade. Dickey Dickey had back to back one hit games. Won a Cy Young, and then we just dumped them off for Darno and Syndergaard. But Syndergaard's a Dodger now, which makes Zach. Should we should we move into golf now? We can talk a little, talk about a little golf. I I I did hear that you won a big bet this weekend I'm, again. I'm like really 
really on fire with golf for some reason. I don't know what it is, but in the past three weeks, I've picked the winner of the tournament. I I, I hit uh, Max Homa uh, at the Farmers Insurance at Torrey Pines, and I hit Scotty Scheffler at uh, the Waste Management at uh, in Phoenix. So. I'm. I feel really good going into this week, which you probably shouldn't. Get thrown there's like 150 players in the field, probably even more. Uh, but Zach, this is an exciting week. Tiger's back. It, it's so exciting. I, 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 you, I love Tiger. You can't not. I love him. As you can see from the flag behind me, I, I just love him. I, I love Tiger too. He's my favorite golfer ever. I it's so good when he comes back. I, I hope he plays well. It's so sad when he goes out there, honestly, and he just doesn't look good. And he he looks like he's hurt. Yeah, this I, is, I don't this is uh, I, I hate that. This is this is like a this is a uh this is the first non major Tigers playing in since twenty twenty at the Zozo in um I think it was in Tokyo or China. But uh, this is the first non-major he's played in damn near three years, so it'll be it'll be really interesting to see uh, how he comes out and performs. I'm assuming the only reason he's playing this tournament is just because it's his tournament. Yep. But oh. the the field is once again stacked this week, and which it it really sh- it really should be because it, it really seems like. The players always come out around this time of year because you have not only do you have the farmers at um, at Torrey Pines, but then you right back to back. You go right back to Pebble Beach, go into the waste management, the Genesis, and then we start ramping things up for the Masters, the players. So this is really an exciting time of the year for golf. It really is. Every time I turn on my TV on CBS and it plays that Masters commercial, I, I get a little tingle. I get like my body just gets a little, you know, a little tingle going. I just I love Masters time. I love this time of year for golf. I'm so excited for Tiger. I hope he plays well, and I I just hope he looks good. I hope he looks good, feels yeah. good, plays good. I I do as well. The previous winner, last year's winner of the uh, the Genesis Genesis Invitational, Joaquin Neiman, live guy. Fuck live. So he's a live only, guy. So, only so the cool thing about them is their plane. This is true. They have a really cool plane, but he he can't defend his title. So I'm looking at the I'm looking at the the field right now. I'll tell you one pick right off the bat that I like. Max Homa's won this tournament. It's actually the first tournament he he won on tour, I believe. Don't actually don't quote me on that. It could have been the the Fortnite that that he won, but. He's definitely won the Genesis Invitational before. I don't, I'm not sure if it was his first, but I am going to take Max Homa to make the cut this week. I like it. He's been playing very well. He's been playing recently. very well, very well, and he was almost my pick, honestly, for for the waste management. You know, obviously, I went somewhere else, and that didn't really pan out. But I like the pick on Max Homa. I really do. John Rahm, again, is the favorite, as he was in the Waste Management as well, being probably the best player on tour right now, even though I like Rory more. Yeah. But that's probably going to – honestly, I'm not surprised if that's your master's favorite as well. You know you know who's a sick pick this week, by the way? Ty, the, excuse me, a sick pick. The They paired uh, Tiger 
uh, JT and McElroy up. That's perfect. Oh, for that's Thursday beautiful. and Friday. So that is beautiful. And then uh, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Spieth, and Morikawa. So I mean, Rom Cantley and Victor Hovland. I mean, like these are these are sick pairings. Great Sunday. Pairings. I, Sunday is going to be a lot of fun. If you, if you don't watch Tiger, uh, Justin Thomas, and Rory, what are you doing? Now I'm going to say something here, Zach, that I don't have a line on right now. But and listen, I I love Tiger. He's my favorite golfer. I'm not betting with emotion on this. I'm just purely from a from a guy who 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 knows who knows golf ball. I know golf ball. You know golf ball. A good bet this week would be for Tiger to make to, to not make the cut. I know, I know, I know, it, it, I know. I, I don't want to be that. I, I deserve a boo for that. Can I get? I don't know if there's a boo audio, but I deserve to be booed for that. Boo. But but if we're talking purely <laughs> off of money here, like a, a, a good bet, that's a a good bet. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You think I want Tiger to win this week? But he's he's fit plus fifteen thousand to win the tournament. What is there a line for him to miss the cut? Uh, I'm not seeing. Not seeing it. Okay. Uh, nope, not seeing it. Well, which will be good for Thursday's show is is we will have already seen a full day of the tournament, so it'll be fun to see who jumps out and has like who shoots low on day one. He's plus one fifty to make the cut. Plus one fifty to make the cut, and he's probably what minus one ten to miss it. Probably he's damn. minus two ten okay. to miss it. Yeah, so so honestly, Vegas not knows. that much value. Yeah, there's not, <laughs> there's not. I honestly don't really want to touch that line, but I won't touch it because out of respect of the goat, you have to respect him. I'm you not. I'm to. not touching that line. What a guy! What a God, legend! I love him. All right, so shall we? I get respect in- Tiger so much. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just want to say I respect Tiger so much that I actually already have money on him to make the top ten. So wow! Just putting that whoa, out. Whoa, oh, Jake. Jake! Jake, what are you doing? All right, maybe I, maybe I'll maybe I'll go with you. Right, but if Jake, but if I just I I, I love him. If 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 this hits, <laughs> if, if this hits, Jake is gonna look like a genius, though. That's true. He's plus twelve hundred for top ten. I, yeah. Oh my! I got my plus a thousand. I sprinkled just a little bit. You might as well. You never know. You never know when he's going to go out there and win. Like twenty eighteen, when he just won, the, or twenty nineteen, whatever it was, when he just won the Masters out of nowhere. You never know. Exactly. All right. So, shall we get into some picks? Sure. Powered by Riverside. Zach, do you want to? I, like I like that song. Do you want to lead us off here? I will lead us off. So we got picks for Wednesday, February fifteenth. Obviously, that is today. If you are listening, and my pick is going to be a top twenty-five college basketball pick. Obviously, I'm going away from the Jake strategy because it didn't work last time. 
So this is someone I actually like, not the opposite. I'm going to take TCU tomorrow plus today, excuse me, TCU plus four versus Iowa State. TCU is coming off a tough loss to Baylor. I really thought they were going to beat Baylor. I did have a little bit of money on them to beat Baylor, but they did not. I really like TCU this week. Iowa State has struggled recently, so I like TCU. I think plus four is a lock, and I even like them outright, not going to lie. So I'm sticking with college basketball as well. Last time we did, I'm, I'm, I've been on a heater with picks lately, so let's not. I'm going to knock on wood on this one. But because last time I bet on the Marquette Golden Eagles, they they kind of fucked me with that. But they had a huge spread. Um, but I'm going back to uh, to Marquette here. I'm taking the minus five and a half against Xavier tomorrow. Xavier's without one of their best players right now, uh, Zach Fremantle, and I just don't see a way that they're going to beat Marquette at home on the road. So. I'm I'm going with my gut here, and I'm taking Marquette five and a half. Jake, yeah, um, I was gonna stick with hockey, but I'm actually gonna pull an audible at, at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I'm going to bet on the Premier League tomorrow. Ooh, uh, fuck yeah, Jake! Man City and Art and Arsenal, and I'm a big Man City guy, so we're gonna go draw. Um, I want Man City to win. A draw will win me my bet. Let's just root for not Arsenal to win. I like that. I like a guy it. who's just I out. Like it. I, I, you know what? I respect the fuck out of Jake for for uh, for betting a draw because he's he's just he's tuning that game on tomorrow just to watch good all around solid football played by both sides. Don't call it football. I mean, what, what do they play it with their heads? Actually, they it's do. called soccer. I mean, they actually do play it with their heads a little bit. Yeah, they do. So that was really stupid. It's you. it's football. It's footy though. You you obviously it's... don't know footy. So you can call it footy if you want. You don't it's know. F- you don't know footy. Don't call it football. You don't. You don't know footy. I don't give a. Sh- have you ever broadcasted f- uh, soccer before? No, I have. Thank you. Okay, I know more but footy than just you. because you broadcast, it doesn't I know mean more. You know it. Yes, it does. I have to know it in order to broadcast it. Okay. So yeah, exactly. So so then so then you're you don't want to call it football then? You don't want to call it that? It's real no, name. I, you, no, you can call it soccer or you can call it footy, not football. Footy. Football. There you go. That's no no. Should we get into the uh the roulette spin? Sure, why not? We're not just gonna lose. No, I mean with that attitude, yeah, we are gonna lose. How do I not have this Let's attitude, have all right? We're, we're 0-15, guys, and we get the next number every single time. Actually, Zach's right. We've had a positive attitude the whole time and lost every time. Let's have a negative exactly. attitude. All right, yeah, yeah, fuck this game. Fuck this. It was stupid. Whoever's fuck idea this. this was to start on the podcast is an idiot. It was mine. Oh, sorry. I thought it was mine. No, it was yours. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, okay, the number is 32, correct? The number is 32. Before I spin the wheel here, I just want to take a moment to tell everyone to go follow our social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, at TalkOffPod. Please go follow. You'll be, you'll, Zach, Zach and I plan on uh, doing content this weekend. Yes, we will most likely be at the St. John's versus Creighton game, so I'm sure we will get up some good TikToks, maybe some t- live tweets at the game about the game, so... 
got to follow us if you want to see. Follow us at the Talk Off Pod. All right, we are spinning three dollars on thirty-two. We Not are hit. we are spinning nope. right now. It's going to nope. be twenty-three. I already know it didn't hit. Yep. Oh my God, twenty-five. Yep. Yep, told you. Uh, Not gonna hit. I for a second I thought it was thirty two because I'm on FanDuel right now, so it it doesn't it doesn't show. We're we're going another spin. Extra spin today. Extra spin today. Extra spin. Extra spin. Extra spin. Three dollars. One rare extra spin. We never do this. Three dollars again. Let's see if I can. Is there audio? Come on, come on. I like that music. Oh my god, dude. 13. 25. That is like that is such casino music. Holy shit. One more. We're doing one more. We're doing one more spin. One (laughs) more spin. This is this is where gambling habits come in. We are doing Uh one more spin. Three dollars on thirty-two. And it didn't hit. 23. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Oh, God. Honestly, if you're still listening to if you're still listening to this podcast at this point, we really appreciate you. Literally. Do you mind sending over a few dollars so we can keep this segment going? (laughs) That would be really nice because if you can do math, 16 episodes. $3 $3 every time, plus a couple double spins. We're down quite a bit of cash. Uh, Probably right around 60 bucks right now, if I had to guess. Yeah. Oops. Oops. All right, everybody. Well, well, we will be back on Thursday following the first round of the Genesis Invitational. Actually, we'll probably be recording right as that's finishing up because that's uh, in Cali. So we'll have a little live. Likely. We'll have a little live reaction to the end of the first day. And uh, I'm excited. No I'm, producer Jake on Thursday. So uh, bear yeah. with us with uh, big old Dawes still on the sticks because we all know how that went last time. I'm looking forward to it again. I'm going to be fucking around with the, uh, the media section of our little producer hub over here. So I'm going to have some fun. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you guys on Friday. One day closer to opening day. Love you guys.